If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. There are lots of ways to use immersive tech. Entertainment is one, education is one, training is another. For people to kind of want to try a headset on and see what it could do and what they could experience with it, what are some of those barriers of entry? And for Cleanbox Technology, co-founder and CEO Amy Hedrick, innovation is all about removing one of those barriers to entry. The barrier in question? The concern about spreading germs through shared devices. Since 2016, Cleanbox has offered patented UV light technologies to disinfect frequently touched items. And those objects don't necessarily have to be technology. The following podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical or safety advice. Please contact the appropriate professionals with any questions in these or other areas. Amy, before we get to talking about this amazing technology, I would love to know a little bit more about you. I understand your background is in the entertainment industry and business, but how did you totally fall in love with immersive technology to the point that you've made something that's going to facilitate its adoption? (laughs) Well, thank you, Dot. It's great to be here, and I'm really happy to excited to talk to you today. I would say that I have really just tried to follow the journey that I know it seems like a road less traveled, doesn't it? But, you know, I have always had an interest in, you know, what new technology is going to influence the way that we learn, the way that we experience things and our way of life. And so I was working actually for writing for a think tank that was focused on looking at these changes and trying to look ahead and say, we think that you know, this technology might impact consumer behavior at some point. And when I started to, I was in Mobile World Congress one year, and I put on a VR headset, and the experience was real enough and immersive enough. So I thought, wow, this technology is really at a place where I think it can have real world impact. Fast forward to today, where you have clean box technology, and that's going to facilitate that real world impact to the point that other people can adopt it. You're removing one of the obstacles. Would you tell me the story of creating clean box, please? <laughs> yes, it was really a continuation on looking at this immersive tech and becoming enamored with the possibilities. Again, I was thinking, you know, this can change and revolutionize the way kids learn, the way I learn as an adult. It can revolutionize. And if it's changing the way you learn, it can also change the way businesses teach, teach skill sets or or transfer knowledge or, you know, everything from entertainment to sports to education. And so, you know, when I first started Cleanbox at the time, I had a relationship with the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. And if you've been to any of those museums on the National Mall, they are mind blowing because they are the best of the best in terms of artifacts and real history and such interesting information. And they have about 30 million people that walk through those museums every year. They have 158 million objects in their possession, but they can only physically display 1% of any given time. And so when you think about immersive tech and all of the stories of those 158 million objects, 
you think, wow, this is a way that you can even take something that's downstairs in the basement that, you know, the curators are still kind of trying to figure out a way to share this piece of history with the world. And you can recreate that and share it in a different way. And using immersive tech would be a very, very effective way to do that. And that was really the start of that bigger vision. When I thought about that, thought about the 30 million people, of course, I had to think through what are those barriers of entry, first of all, for the museum as a whole, just to even consider this, for people themselves to, you know, kind of want to try a headset on and see what it could do and what they could experience with it. What are some of those barriers of entry? And of course, thinking about how comfortable those headsets were, were they clean? Or would somebody potentially get sick because that headset it becomes a very personal device when it's sitting on your face? And that's really where it started. So thinking about ways to solve that problem before it was actually a problem so that it would never become a problem. I do have to find out because I love the Smithsonian. Did you go ahead with the Smithsonian project? <laughs> you know, I wish, yes, I wish that we had. We It was a big project. We worked on it for about 18 months. And that particular project didn't end up happening, but it did really show me that, you know, at the end of that time, that there was still a real business need around thinking about the logistics of scaling, because a lot of companies were starting to talk about their headsets and some of the cool content they were making and how this is going to change the world. But I did notice the trend that people weren't really starting to think about well, how is it going to change the world? Because if only 100 people use it, you're going to have a hard time changing the world that way. You really need 1,000 and 100,000 and a million, and you need that number to grow. And so Cleanbox was one of many patents that were filed during the exploration of this opportunity. And it seemed to make a lot of business sense to say, you know what, the industry needs this whether they know it now or they'll know it in the future, it's going to be critically important for scaling and adoption. And that's really where it started and how it's been growing. You have the idea, you have your patent filed, you see the time is coming to do this. What were your next steps? Well, I really kind of had to create a market for it in some ways. You know, I started attending trade shows and taking some of their working prototypes. And I literally booked shows around the world. I said, I'm going to go and we're going to go anywhere there's immersive tech happening because this will be maybe not the first thing that people think of, but certainly one of the last things that they'll need to think about. And so I did. I started traveling. I was on the road for about two months and probably, I don't know, 10, 15 countries. And then I started to become more excited about immersive tech because I saw it used in different ways. I remember one of the most impactful events I went to was in South Africa. It was a mind safety training event, and it was not completely around immersive tech, but there was a company there that was working on using virtual reality to prepare miners to enter a new mine. So it was basically trying to help them train for all those danger points. And their sole goal was very clearly stated was to reduce fatalities. And it was a very, very impactful conference because at the end, they had an in memoriam of all of the people that had died in accidents at the mine. And so it was very somber and very real world. And to see how a company was using this technology that, you know, sometimes I think people still associate with gamers, but using it in a way that had human ROI was super interesting and just made me believe more in, you know, there are lots of ways to use immersive tech. Entertainment is one, education is one, training is another. And I'm still thrilled at the types of clients that we get to work with every day. I had never heard of that use case before. And that is mind-blowing and sobering. Wow. I have 
get yes. off and that immersive tech is going to save some lives. There we go. There you go. With Cleanbox, you were taking this around. The content and XR is pretty exciting. We can talk about this at a party and people will be interested. However, when you talk about hygiene, not so much. How do you make something like hygiene appealing? I think you've used the word sexy before, both visually and with storytelling. Well, yes, I have tried to make it as sexy as possible. And I I think the way that you really, you know, you look at this is, is really placing an importance on the impact of your use of the tech. If you really want that adoption, you need to make sure that you're doing it in a safe way. Businesses especially need to make sure that their employees are safe and that the end user is safe. Now, there are a lot of things that on the surface might not fall under naturally under the, you know, sexy things in life column versus, you know, just the sort of practical, this has to happen in order for that to happen. And I think when you think about it, you're looking at safety and wellness, and you're looking at the success of that technology overall. So when I go to VR events, I can talk to the content creators. They're making an amazing content, amazing storytelling, such cool, you know, things that you, you didn't know were possible. What I like to say is think about the fact that you've got a hundred people here trying this on now. Don't you want a thousand people to do it? Don't you want a hundred thousand people to do it? Don't you want a business to say, this is saving me so much money or reducing my training time or making a safer world that I want all of my employees everywhere to be using it. That's what you ultimately want as a content creator. That is a success for your content story. And what Cleanbox does is it makes that possible. We help in that process and we help those businesses mitigate their risk because they're allowing their end user to use VR safely. We're helping facilitate that. Of course, what we haven't looked at yet, how does this work? Let's, in our imagination, unbox one of your... Well, I like the OmniClean, so I'm going to suggest that we do that. Let's bring the OmniClean into a classroom in our imagination. The teacher is working with students who have iPads and phones. How does it work? What does it do? (laughs) I love that. It's very, very simple to use. Cleanbox uses patented UVC LED engineering. So basically, we take the use of UV light the C wavelength of light, and we use it in a way that is highly effective in a short cycle time. We also use LEDs and not bulbs, and that's important for a number of reasons. But one of them is that, of course, you can use it safely without having to replace bulbs. So it's a very environmentally safe type of use of the technology. UVC light is well known to be a good decontaminant, if you will. It disinfects. So our focus is that surface decontamination, just so you understand what's going on with this UV box, right? The OmniClean is easy for anybody to use. You can open the door, place anything in there. If it's your cell phone, if it's your tablet, maybe you have your keys in there. Maybe you were, you know, just needed to use the restroom and you have your cell phone and you want to kind of put it in there or your purse or your wallet or, or your kid, you've been playing with your Legos and, you know, then another kid put them in their mouth or something like that, anything like that, that can easily share contagions, we can just as easily make it safe to continue to use those objects, right? So you go into a classroom, you want to throw your crayons in there, it won't melt the crayons, it won't, you know, it won't be unsafe for you to use, it won't have, there's no heat, there are no chemicals, so you don't have to worry about that. You just put it in the unit, you close the door, you push the button, 60 seconds, You can watch the rotating quartz plate, which is in the OmniClean. 
and then it's done. We give you a fun visual, like an indicator light that gives you that visual countdown so that you can watch what's going on because that's important for people too. Sometimes it's hard to think about germs are invisible. UVC light is invisible. What's happening? So we make it easy to do and easy to understand and see something happening during the course of those 60 seconds. You have a white paper on your website that talks about the safety and goes into what UVC light is, UV, ultraviolet, but I had never heard of UVC light before. What is this exactly? So UVC is on the spectrum of UV light, ultraviolet light. There's UVA, UVB, and UVC. UVC is a very short wavelength of light, but it is highly effective when it's engineered appropriately. And what it does is it disrupts the DNA and RNA strands of contagions and makes them unable to replicate. And it's highly effective, and it's been known in healthcare specifically for a number of years. But using that UV light and replicating it in a way that's safe is newer, and it's still you know developing. The interesting thing about UVC light that's different than UVA and UVB is it's naturally filtered out by the Earth's atmosphere. So contagions on Earth don't have a built-up resistance to it. And when we use UVC light in an impactful way, those contagions, it's easy to, well, easy if you do it the right way. It's easy, though, to protect people from normally easily spread contagions, you know, such as the common cold or the flu or, or pink eye or even, you know, thinking in a school environment, if you've got lice or some other condition that you really is easily shared and easily spread, but you really want to be able to easily prevent that. That's something that Cleanbox can do for you. Of course, I purposely chose a school and a classroom because kids are curious. What if a child opens it to see what's happening? Do we have a problem? Do we have a safety issue? We have safety mechanism built into all of our products. So if you open it at any point in time in the cycle, it will stop. The lights will turn off, those UVC lights will turn off, and it'll give you a flashing light. And that will just let you know, hey, by the way, the cycle was stopped in the middle. So if you you didn't finish cleaning it, and you need to know that, but it'll also stop the UVC light so that there's no chance of a safety issue. Important to know for a classroom or indeed big people too, when you talk about training and getting headsets ready. What if somebody's an engineer and they're curious? No offense to engineers, but that seems to be a quality (laughs) of a lot of them. Let's be sure and give a website where people can see your products. We've only talked about one of them, the OmniClean. I believe you have, what, three different models now, three different types? We do. We actually have four products on the market right now. You can go to www.cleanboxtech.com. That's the word clean, the word box, and T-E-C-H.com. Very simple. Yes, we have our CX series, which is for HMDs. So we started in the VR and AR space. So any kind of VR, AR headset, but also anything you wear on your face or head. So broadcaster headset or earphones, Synetics, pilot's headset, so on. Our CX series is for anything worn on your face or head. And our OmniClean is really an all-purpose hygiene and health and safety product. It's a way to, again, keep your space safer and do it itself in a safe way. The other thing I think it's, I'll just mention this, is that it's important to us to have a good environmental impact. So not only are our products safe to use, they don't have, there's no hazardous waste material. You don't have to 
worry about changing bulbs or anything along those lines. And we also help reduce disposables. So if you're worried about something and you're thinking, well, I need to use a bunch of wipes here or here to decontaminate that, but you know I can't get this wet. Well, you can actually decontaminate a very high level, 99.999% in 60 seconds in a clean box. Any of our products, they all run at 60 seconds. And you can also save that environmental impact of those disposables. And in fact, your website said something about using wipes and alcohol that I did not know previously. It sounds like we're not being that effective when we take alcohol and wipe something down. Well, I think most people aren't really aware that you need to leave a surface wet for two to four minutes to have that kind of impact that those wipes are intended to have. And frankly, most people just don't do that for a lot of reasons. They don't have the time, they run out of patience, they don't think about it, or maybe they don't know that that's what you need to do. One of the main reasons that we design Cleanbox products the way that we have is so that you can use it on all sorts of products. You know, a flat hard surface like a countertop, that's easier to clean than let's talk about a VR headset where there's soft materials and there's lenses and electronics and anything else with different types of surfaces, it becomes a harder product to clean. So at wipes will probably never be effective at that. Even if you spend four minutes, you're not going to leave your headset wet for four minutes, most likely. So we're able to do that and give you an option that's more effective safer for your electronics, safer for you to use. And again, really just creating an environment that is wellness focused. What's next for Cleanbox? <laughs> well, really, when you talk about the OmniClean, that's a product that we're very excited about because we're able to really look at a lot of different markets with that. And again, focusing on employee health and safety, that our OmniClean takes us into different worlds. It's not just for headsets and it's not just for organizations that have a VR program or an AR program in place. This is something that can be used in a break room, in a lunchroom, in a classroom. And I'm very excited about that because that allows the company to really grow in a way and reach different end users than we've reached to date. Now, we have a fantastic list of clients that I love them all. Uh, we're in about 50 countries right now. We have about 2,000 enterprise clients. But I think that's what I'm the most excited about with Cleanbox is that we're able now to grow from a market that's been true to my heart, certainly, but be able to grow as a business beyond that and really reach other types of customers. The signature question I like to ask for my podcast, if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like to take away from the work you're doing? That's such a hard question to answer. And I'm thank you for leaving that to the very end and making sure that I, <laughs> I can answer you truthfully and from the heart. Innovation, innovation is hard. You know, building a company from an idea to a company that has global impact is hard. And one piece of advice that I am constantly given by the people around me is remember what you're doing it for. Remember the impact that you want to have because you will need that to keep going all the way and during times, you know, in any business, there are ups, there are downs, there are fun times, there are work times, but understanding what your end goal is and just keeping that as your vision in mind, I think is one of the takeaways I'd like to leave. Amy, thank you for your time today. Dot, it was such a pleasure. Thank you for your wonderful questions and for having me on your podcast. You and I have been listening to Amy Hedrick. 
co-founder and CEO of Cleanbox Technology. Get a look at what Cleanbox Technology is doing with their patented UV light technology to kill germs on surfaces on their website, cleanboxtech.com. And while you're there, you'll also get a chance to check out their new device, the OmniClean 2. This is for anyone who deals with frequently touched items and not necessarily tech items. This can include markers, pencils, phones, any kind of office equipment, name it. Once again, their website, cleanboxtech.com. The preceding podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical or safety advice. Please contact the appropriate professionals with any questions in these or other areas. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.